we all under Sag's influence are looking to experience a new level of freedom. If you have Venus and Sag, you're looking for that freedom in your love life. If you have Saturn and Sagittarius, you're here to work to understand more about your freedom and how to bring that to more people. And if you're dropping into that freedom quest to embody more of that, for me, I have a Sag stellium. Freedom is the word a few years ago. I, I always do a word of the year. And a few years ago, that word came to me and it was the most powerful word I've ever used as an intention to manifest because to me, nothing is better than freedom. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hello, my baddies. Welcome back to another episode of Cosmic Rx Radio. I am your host. I am your girl. I am your cosmic consultant, Maddie Murphy. How are we doing today? We have a Sagittarius solo episode. Yep, that is your coaching, your cosmic RX, your digestible dose of empowerment to really help you navigate, harness, and understand how to make the most out of the Sag energy in your chart. If you're new here, welcome. If you've been here for a while, thank you so much for everything you do. Thank you for your ratings and reviews. We've just been having a blast looking at the numbers. We started this podcast in March, so we're just kind of thinking ahead for the next season, the next year, which in our mind starts in Aries season because we're astrology nerds like that. And it's been a really cool wild ride to see how much we've grown, how many amazing bad cosmic wild witchy modern mystic cosmic bad bitches that we've met and connected with through this podcast over the past few months so thank you for that and if you enjoy this show if you like what today's episode has to offer you may i invite you to smash those itunes five-star review button and uh, you can leave a little rating if your heart feels so inclined We pick monthly winners to win a one-on-one reading with me, and we also just super appreciate it. I super appreciate it. Today's episode, I'm very excited to talk about just a tool that is very sad, very on brand for my auspicious archers. We're going to talk about really spiritual practice of living in that wild truth-telling space and what that means and how to do that also responsibly while also avoiding a toxic spirituality. Because, you know, when I put together my, what I teach you guys on this episode is an abridged, shorter version of what I do with my mentoring clients, um, where I work with them for three to six months, uh, or sometimes a year or two years, depending on what they're going through. And I take them through the wheel of the year and the wheel of their own chart. And we, you know, do everything from looking at shadow work, stepping into self-love, doing practices to harness their intuition and, 
usually a lot of them are in the business or creative entrepreneurial space. And we apply it there too, as, you know, as a leader and uh, whatever they're doing, making. And I wrote this program in 2018 and I've modified it a few times. And probably today's episode of the wild truth telling is the one that I had to modify the most since 2018, because Sagittarius is very connected to spirituality, to philosophy, to higher thinking, to expanding the mind. But Sagittarius is also very associated with religion and with ideology and uh, being, even dare I say, dogmatic or doing things in the name of your quote unquote beliefs that may go against linear logical thinking, which is fine in some circumstances, all the way up to the spectrum that can be more harmful of, you know, people using spiritual beliefs as a way to bypass or other people's experiences, to manipulate, to put fear in people's hearts, or to put public safety at risk, or to put other people's lives at harm or make them feel uh, ashamed. So, you know, we do want to honor on this podcast always that there is a high and low, you know, a shadow, a light, high consciousness, low consciousness octave to every zodiac sign. And so in light of you know the past few years, everything that's come out from the huge rise of like cult fanaticism in our country, especially in our world, not our country, everywhere in the world, that is very much relates to Sagittarius season. And I'll explain why later to even some of the, you know, more like conspirituality, QAnon, all these things can be very tied up in the shadow energy of some of the Sag energy. And that's because we are in this South node of Sagittarius. Again, I'll talk about that more, but I'm just telling you that today it's wild truth telling for Sagittarius cosmic RX that I wrote years ago. And then, you know, I had to add an addendum as Glennon Doyle said once on her podcast, write your dreams in pen and ink and marker, but write your plans and how you're going to get there <laughs> in pencil. And I find that I think any spiritual teacher worth their salt should know that, know the truths of spirit in like marker, indelible, concrete. What are the things in life that make you feel like you're walking right with spirit, joy, peace, unconditional love, truth, wisdom, compassion, all these things, but then like, okay, maybe the um, methodologies and tools and, and teachings of how we get there may just need to be in, in pencil, if you know what I'm saying, and go with that number two and edit some things. So that's just my little disclaimer about this Sagittarius season spiritual practice. Really excited to share some things about this with you. But first, um, I did want to take it to our mailbag episode. Mailbag episode, what am I saying? A mailbag question. So as of time of recording this, it is going into Thanksgiving week for people who celebrate that here in the U.S. And I had talked about on another episode, obviously Thanksgiving is very loaded, very complicated holiday here. And it's really, you know, one of the true foundations of our country's mythology that we've created that we are all, you know, that like white history is the history without looking at how problematic certain people that we exalted, put up on a pedestal until many, until just a few years ago, how they were actually problematic, harmful, very you know, violent, even toxic to say the least. Yeah, I'm talking about you, Christopher Columbus, okay? And some other of you all. But what I want to focus on today is a question that I got that said, 
I, okay, so I had mentioned this in the podcast uh, that Thanksgiving is problematic, but I also had said it is un- unfortunately or fortunately my favorite holiday because I love gathering with my family and there's just something like there's no distraction. I, I love Christmas too and I love, I don't even know what, it, as you get older, holidays are funny, but yeah, holidays are a beautiful way to drop into ritual and tradition and ceremony. And over the past few years, I know my family and I, Try to kind of maybe call it like decolonize our holidays, learning more about you know the true history of the day we're celebrating, but while also acknowledging that we love ritual and we love dropping in with our families, so creating new rituals, new traditions. So that could be anything from creating ways to give back to indigenous peoples on Thanksgiving and study more about them, research, donate to organizations. Seeding sovereignty is one that I love personally, but also being like, okay, we're going to actively say this is a day where we still want to give gratitude. How are we going to do that? Sit together, break bread. Our human spirits were very richly articulate. We love ritual. We love ceremony. It really helps us digest experiences and it helps us feed our intentions. So Thanksgiving can be a beautiful day for gratitude, intention setting. And someone had asked me in my DMs, so that's where I'm getting this mailbag kind of Cosmic Rx hotline question from. They're like, I'm feeling conflicted. They want to remain anonymous. I'm feeling conflicted. I like the essence, the energy of what I do on Thanksgiving Day, but you know the history of it, and, and I, I just can't get behind help, like looking for a way to kind of rework this, reframe this, and, and create something new. So I wanted to share... Obviously, there's a lot going on here, but I want to say that astrology even has something to say about Thanksgiving. So you might even wonder, how did the U.S. like officially designate that Thanksgiving always end up so late and why on a Thursday? So, you know, good old Abe Lincoln uh, was the one who had the proclamation that recognized the final Thursday of November be this holiday to give thanks, to give praise to our beneficent, I think, or what do you say, generous father who dwelleth in heaven or something. Okay, so according to the Farmer's Almanac that George Washington was actually, I believe, one of the first people to write, and George Washington was known to and have definitely been alleged to be a deep student of astrology because of, I believe, Ben Franklin. And they talked about like even the signing of the Declaration of Independence. They picked July 4th as the official signing date versus July 2nd because of some of the astrology of that. And I think this year in February, I'm going to do a whole podcast about the astrology of the United States because we're entering some crucial moments, aka the Pluto return in February. But anyway, I digress. So Thursday, according to Farmer's Almanac, was you know, the day to do religious talks, to give gratitude. And since George Washington's time, that was the day. And this is something that every astrologer's ears perk up. And you're like, really? Because Thursday is Jupiter's day. Jupiter rules Sagittarius. Thanksgiving is in Sagittarius season. And every day of the week is ruled by a planet. And so Thursday being Jupiter's day it's a day that's known for, yes, luck. It's a known, day that's known for abundance. It's a day that's known to, yeah, like drop into some more of that like religious studies, more of that higher belief system. And it's just wild. The sun is in the sign ruled by Jupiter. And then this 
Thanksgiving Day is on Jupiter's Day. And then it goes back even further. The name Jupiter is a Latinized version of Duis Pater, which translates as Sky Father. That's why I call Jupiter Sky Daddy sometimes. I don't just make this stuff up. I know it feels like I am. And in astrology, he's, they are referenced to as the greater benefic. Um, Jupiter is the god of wealth, abundance, gratitude, faith. So it's interesting that like Jupiter is sort of the archetype to the benefic sky god uh, in which Lincoln was talking to about like our, our father who dwelleth in heaven. And in the Latin times, yeah, they had this Jupiter's feast day and they used this cornucopia, right? Another sign of Thanksgiving. And that was the ancient symbol of Jupiter, the horn of plenty, which was a gift that was bestowed uh, by Jupiter to those who cared for him, like an offering, uh, the symbol of giving generously to you know those in need, to people who need it during Thanksgiving season, saying that Jupiter will, will repay you and give it to you back. And this is, is anybody else just like tripping out how our, you know, USA, very, you know, Christian-based country in terms of the founding fathers and, and a lot of our, even like you see in like the religious right and the moral majority still kind of like shakes their fist at this. We're all celebrating this holiday that definitely has pagan roots, that's definitely deeply rooted in astrology. So my reframe to you is, okay, this day was came about way before settlers, way before whatever that story, you know, of the traditional Thanksgiving. Thursday is like thinking about Jupiter's feast day. This could be a day to do that, to honor with gratitude your life, you know, offer up to spirit, source, God, whatever word you use to define your relationship with the higher power, offering up gratitude, doing a circle you know, over food, having a feast, talking about you know, your intentions, playing rosebud thorn, if you've ever done that on Jupiter's feast day, and also doing something to give back, to serve, be of service to, to other, to those in need, not in a white saviorism kind of way but just, yeah, making a donation, volunteering your time. And it's beautiful. You could still make a beautiful altar. Uh, Jupiter's colors in Indian astrology is saffron yellow. And the herbs associated with Jupiter are the same ones that fill our holiday kitchen, you know, cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, sage, chestnut. So still cooking with these ingredients, making an altar, it's still a way to really connect into that, right? And and feel uplifted and, and feel centered in a place of gratitude. So that's that. I wish I had thought to do this before Thanksgiving, but I didn't, you know, there's a lot we cover on this podcast, but I thought that was such a good question of how you could reframe that. And knowing that just like a lot of things in this country, the core, the root of the thing we're celebrating goes back much deeper than the men who created it. So we can still reclaim that day, but we still have to do a little bit of our own, like, you know, decolonizing mindset work to get there. So I hope that's helpful. Happy Jupiter's Feast Day, y'all. Okay, so and now we head into the Cosmic Rx, the spiritual practice for Sagittarius season, the wild truth telling. So of course, if the sun is inside when you're listening to this, this is how you can make the most of the season by practicing this, living this, embodying it. If you're listening to this in the future, what up? Hello, hi, how's it going out there? And you can listen and use these tools to really activate the most alignment, the most truth, the most power in the part of your chart where you have Sag, either the placements, the angles where you have Sagittarius, 
or just looking at the house that is ruled by Sagittarius in your chart. And if you don't know how to do that, you can head over to my TikTok at the Cosmic RX, and I made a little tutorial video that walks you through that process. So under the influence of Sun and Sag, you know, you're really going to feel probably an expansive, higher level version of you coming out where you have Sag in your chart is probably where you have a lot of optimism, a lot of visionary energy, where you might have a lot of faith, where you might kind of feel like more is more, like let's go. And maybe you have like rose colored glasses on towards life, glass half full, all of that jazz. And you might also feel really like a quest for a higher truth there. So if you have a lot of Sag in your chart personally, or if you know of a Sag in your life, they are the truth tellers and they're always on the quest. They are on a journey to tell the truth, to experience a higher truth, to live their truth. And there's a reason we say the truth shall set you free, right? And ask any Sagittarius, freedom is their most important core value, is their most important desire, is their word, it's their vibration. And that's why I love Miss Britney Spears, the archetype, our pop culture icon for Sagittarius, revolutionized the whole space that she was in and brought the expression free Britney to everyone's lips because Sagittarius means freedom, baby. I saw it on a protest sign at at one of her marches and it's true. So we all under Sag's influence are looking to experience a new level of freedom. If you have Venus and Sag, you're looking for that freedom in your love life. If you have Saturn and Sagittarius, you're here to work to understand more about your freedom and how to bring that to more people. And if you're dropping into that freedom quest to embody more of that, for me, I have a Sag stellium. Freedom is the word a few years ago. I I always do a word of the year. And a few years ago, that word came to me and it was the most powerful word I've ever used as an intention to manifest because to me, nothing is better than freedom. You know, freedom, free of old shame, to be free of stress, to be free of other people's opinions, to be free of financial worries, to be free of, of feeling like I had to cling and, you know, hold on to something out of fear of losing it. Like, Freedom is the vibration for me. I love that. And I think that a lot of the work we do here at Cosmic Rx, and like, it's not to be perfect, but it's to help you be free and to help you liberate yourself so you can hold unencumbered space for the liberation of others. And that's Sag energy, baby. But then, you know, how do we get there? How do we get there? So of course we got to be, you know, connected to truth and what that means for us. So how do we drop into a truth-telling space in our life? And any of you who know the Sag, probably know they, they give it to you. They give it to you raw and dirty. They're always looking for the truth in life, but they speak truth. And sometimes that can manifest as a shadowier side of being kind of tactless or blunt or, ooh, like just telling you like it is. So when we're talking about truth-telling in this space, we don't mean just like telling someone you really don't like their haircut for no reason or um, being unabashedly uh, brusque in, in your, you know, takedown of people and, and what you think about them and their character. Truth telling to here is like really learning what truth feels like in your body and knowing what your truth is so that no one can sway you, but also by like then honoring that through making changes in your life, taking sacred action, putting up boundaries and like not letting other people sway you or influence you away from that truth. And 
it's a really beautiful practice, but it's a lifelong practice, I will say. So I'm just going to share some high level tips of how we can get closer to that, if that's something that you desire. And I'm laughing because we're talking about all this Jupiter feast and holiday. It's so funny. Sagittarius season, we see a lot of breakups with people around the holiday, quote unquote time. And I just laugh because I think that there's this Sagittarius energy of wanting to be free and realizing like, I don't know if I want to go through this holiday season portal with you. That then means that we are together forever. So Sagittarius season is funny in that way. Also, I laugh at the just weirdness of the universe that we do spend so much time gathering with family or at holiday parties with coworkers and you add like, you know, alcohol into the mix and then in Sagittarius season and you expect things not to go awry, like not to get in a heated political debate or not to like put your foot in your mouth at that, uh, you know, holiday karaoke party where you just like cracked a joke about, I don't know what your boss is like something or other. I was going to say toupee, but I feel like that's a really nineties reference. I don't even know if people have toupees anymore. I'm a child of the nineties y'all. So yeah. So this truth telling, like this is a time of year where you're going to feel like you could dip into the beautiful truth telling, or you might be feel like, Ooh, like some of that, that shadowy truth telling. So we just want to like stay in the space of acknowledging, you know, why am I saying something? Where is it coming from? First and foremost, super important. And if I am going to break up with someone, if I am going to do something to quit that job to get me closer to freedom, can I still do that with grace and compassion, right? Because just because we want to live in a wild truth-telling space doesn't give us permission to just, you know, be harmful to people, to, to hurt people. And that's where I wanted to just briefly really dip into my little disclaimer of the toxic spirituality there's been a lot over the past few years before I get into the fun, juicy parts of the wild truth telling. I just wanted to hold space and acknowledge that as spirituality grows, you know, modern spirituality, as it grows in popularity and becomes more mainstream, we love that. That's what, you know, Audrey and I started this business and dreaming of it in 2017. And it's all we wanted, you know, and even for myself as early as going back to like 2014, I was like, I just want more people to have access to these tools and to understand how to heal themselves and they're not alone in this and that there's amazing tools to co-create and visualize and manifest. And now enter where we're at present day, 2021. I'm like, okay, well, we might've gone a little bit too heavy in some paths and some tools and some ideologies of spirituality. And we need to kind of rein that in. And again, just always keeping things in check. And the first thing is like really there's a lot of new influencers and celebrity life coaches and teachers and quote unquote gurus, which is like my least favorite word, authors and psychologists and people who just dub themselves online coaches and are just like talking about all this stuff, you know, my awakening and come here and let me help you manifest a six figure business. And there's a little bit of bullshit that I just want to call on all of that. Some of it is just not helpful and some of it's just neutrally like meh. And some of it is toxic and we, we have to acknowledge that there's things when we talk about living in your wild truth, like one, you know, especially in light of everything happening with COVID and, and some people being sort of in this space of like, oh, the people who speak out against the vaccine. It's been really heartbreaking to watch. I actually was listening to this podcast the other day. And I've been literally terrified to listen to old podcasts I used to listen to back in like 2016, 2017. 
because I'm like, oh my God, I'm just so nervous. They're going to get on this podcast and just start telling people like that COVID's made up and the whole thing and 5D ascension and yada, yada. And I was like, oh God, now I'm going to have to like break up with all these people. And I've broken up with a lot of teachers and friends and peers in the space or just people that I kind of had these, um, what do they call them, like parasocial relationships with that I felt like I know through podcasts and et cetera. And this is uh, Why Shamanism Now uh, by Christina Pratt. And I just want to shout her out because I was listening to a podcast episode about shamanism and death and dying and, you know, how to hold space for someone who's making that passage. And I was like, I I think I have to listen to her because she's the only person I know who kind of talks about these things in a way that, that feels grounded. And I was so scared to listen, guys. I was so scared to listen. And immediately, like, she actually started talking about the unnecessary death toll that we've experienced over the past few years due to, a, you know, a lot of people, especially in the spiritual community, kind of denying COVID or you're not wanting to wear a mask because it infringes on a freedom or thinking that they could cure COVID with like essential oils. And she was so impassioned and so upset. It actually brought me to tears. And in that moment, I realized how unsafe I have felt with spiritual teachers since 2020. And even before that, I readily left Saad's Dear Spiritual White Woman letter. And I realized that, especially as white women in spirituality, we really had to acknowledge just the effects of intersectional feminism, white supremacy, colonizer mindset, so many, so many, many things. Turf, like just, there was just the list went on. And I started to realize people who weren't aware of that as they were being made aware of it by their community, by their people. I watch people sit in this rigid space and be like, that's not my truth or try and deny the truth of other people's lived experience. And that's where I was like, hold up, this is weird. You're not a spiritual teacher. That a spiritual teacher isn't meant to be putting themselves on this pedestal where I know everything and I'm just here to be, to teach you and I'm better than you. I'm like, no, that's ego. That's ego, sweetie. You want to be an influencer or a celebrity who wears crystals. And that's okay, but it's really not. But just go on and live your life. Then don't call yourself a, a spiritual teacher. Don't be taking you know money from people to help them in their awakening or their ascension. A spiritual teacher, like I've talked about this before, is not like an oak tree. We're meant to be a palm tree, moving, flowing, learning, bending, staying curious, staying humble. And I think that it's just important for all of us to understand that there's a lot of things out there, even about manifesting. Like people say that money is energy or you're 100% responsible for your own circumstances. That's bullshit. That does not take into account systemic issues, privilege, you know, intergenerational things people have had to deal with because of certain systems and structures that are deeply ingrained in the very foundation of our society, of our politics, of the way money works. And it's just, I just wanted to call that out in this episode because truth telling doesn't mean bypassing over things that are uncomfortable. And it doesn't mean just you saying like, this is my truth. And therefore like, I don't have to listen to anybody else. And it also is just a reminder that we talked about shadow work for Scorpio season is that, you know, part of living in your truth and finding your truth is acknowledging your own shadow, is acknowledging all parts of you, not just the love and light parts of you. It's the you know, acknowledging the parts of you that feel angry or feel jealous or feel feel toxic or that, you know, 
where you're the drama, like acknowledging that it's, it's really important to, to sit into that. And there's so many other things I could talk about in this space. People who do work that's not trauma informed, people who use their power and privilege as a guru, as a teacher to groom people or who, you know, have gotten away with sexual assault. Like I think of Yogi Bhajan from the Kundalini community and many other teachers like that. And there's just so many stories and especially 2020, so many emerged to the surface. So I just wanted to set that disclaimer again, a few years ago, I wouldn't have taught this, but because it's so important right now. And like I said, the energy that we're in, in these eclipses we just started going through that started in June, 2020, we move into the South Node in Sagittarius, which means that we're looking at a lot of the shadow of Sag in our country and we're restricted and we're looking to have to like redefine Sagittarius energy and understand it in a new way. And that's this, like Sagittarius rules religion, rules leaders, rules cults, rules fanatical, ideological thinking, you know, religious fanaticism. And that thing of just thinking like you're right and you are the only one who has the truth. You're the only one who has the right belief and trying to force that on others. So I, you know, we got to acknowledge it because it's the astrology of the moment. So let me know if you want more information on this, on what toxic spirituality sounds like, some things to look out for, you know, things to look out for in your own spiritual teachers and just benchmarks to hold people like myself and others accountable. We can do another episode on that for sure. I would love to get someone on the podcast. There's like some good podcast sounds like a cult and cultish and conspirituality that go deeper into this. So, okay, that's my disclaimer. Now are we ready to enter the wild truth telling space? Yes, we're ready. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so tapping your own truth is so important. I really believe in each and every one of us, there's just a version of us, our inner child, our higher self, them combined. There's a version of ourselves that just knows like exactly who we are, exactly what we want to do, but we're so worried about what other people think, or we've been so conditioned or programmed. And there is this version of you, this, your most truthful self, your most aligned self that is waiting to jump the F out and live your life and live it in truth and in openness and in trust and in just flow, baby. And that's a big thing of, yeah, why would we do this? Like everything we do here is to get you free, is to get you in alignment and to live in your alignment with your own authenticity. So, you know, there's there's a false version of all of us that's living out there, you know, our avatar self, our, our fake self, our the cover we put on, the mask we put on. I talk about that in the shadow work episode for Scorpio season. But if you did that work, this is why. Do you see why the seasons go this way? Do you see why there's the natural flow? You do this shadow work to understand like what are the parts of you you're hiding or the parts of you that you've modified because you think they're not acceptable. And then like you start to integrate that and get to know that part of you and, and heal that and welcome them back in. And then Sagittarius season's like, all right, now let's go. Let's like hit them with the one, two and let's get on that main stage and let's fly. Let's spread the wings. Okay. Let's give them the old razzle dazzle and let's start living in our truth because the truth of your soul is fucking powerful, right? The weight of the ego is powerful too. Don't get me wrong. And we love the ego. You know, it's it's a part of us. Again, back to the toxic spirituality. Everyone will have you thinking your ego is bad. No, bullshit. Your ego serves a purpose and a reason. It's just when it lives unchecked is where it starts to get a little gnarly. So 
We're going to trust your power to move with your ego and to know when to tell your ego, hey, step aside. I'm ready to live in my truth. And it's okay if I piss off XYZ people. It's okay if I look a little foolish and silly. It's okay if I go against the status quo because I'm living my truth, baby. I am living my truthiest truth. And someone who writes about this beautifully, there's so many people that do it, but Glennon Doyle, and um, especially in her most recent book, Untamed, she talks about her truthiest of truths and that her decision to start living in that space is what freed her, is what healed her relationships, is what strengthened her bond with her children and just helped her show up to her life more clearly. And it's true when you're living a lie, your body and soul and your mind, you're just splintering off, you're fragmenting. You are distracted, you're ungrounded, you're not thinking clearly. And has anybody here ever tried to keep a secret, even if it was something innocuous, like a surprise party? And the way you have to like, the web you have to weave around the lies and how you're like not focused even on what you're talking about, you're just focused on not getting caught. And you know, I've lived some lies in my day and it's complicated and it's ungrounding and it literally zaps your energy. If anybody here knows about like kinesiology, neurokinesiology or doing, you know, energy testing in the body. If someone has you put your arms up and like test your muscle strength and have you say like your name, they're like, okay, that's how strong your arm is. Then if someone asks you a lie in that space and test your muscle strength, I've had this done to me. It's crazy. You literally have no strength in your arm. And that's because lying, it starts to like literally fuck up your chi. It cuts through your meridians, uh, your energy lines. I'm, I'm not an acupuncturist, so I'm not like speaking to this in the exact way that like, you know, go, go research energy lines, meridians, lies, but it's true. You feel it. And anyone here who's ever covered up a lie for someone else or themselves or lived in a lie knows exactly how draining it can be, exactly how disempowering it can be. So now if we're ready to start, you're like, okay, Maddie, I'm ready to start living in my truth. Give me some tips. Give me some tools. Give me the RXs. All right. One, super important, radical acceptance, accepting who you are in this exact moment. The key to accepting who you are and the key to change rather is accepting who you are. And when you accept who you are, you can move through life again with less resistance and you can begin accepting also the struggles that you may be dealing with that are blocking you from your truth. And you can deal with any, if you have any feelings of like you're unworthy of change or living in this fight, learning to radically accept yourself, it's okay. Like it's, we all make choices we're disappointed in. We all have done things in life that we're not proud of. We're all maybe in moments where we felt like we should be further in life and we're not, that we feel like we've messed up. And that's just, that's just a lie. It's a non-truth we're telling ourselves. So by accepting who you are and just giving yourself grace and compassion for why maybe you've done the things you've done, that's important. This is the first step, okay? Like learning to really accept yourself, free of judgment, free of blame. And that's when you start to feel like floodgates of progress and hope and optimism, all Sagittarius gifts begin to flood towards you, all right? This also may mean having to forgive yourself for things you did in the past or to forgive other people. And just know that you are a human, you are a work in progress. But right now in this moment, you're choosing to want to live yeah, in more alignment and more truth. Okay, so that acceptance, one. Two, to begin living in the wild truth-telling space, I want you to acknowledge 
who you are. Like start getting really clear on, again, looking at your birth chart, looking at your human design, your Enneagram, but really figuring out like, what do you stand for? And what are, what are your values? What are the things that are non-negotiables to you? Brene Brown has a great exercise. She has a list of values. You can begin to circle and look through them and pick the top three that are really non-negotiable for you. Uh, her core value list is such a good jumping off point, but you could also write a list of like, you know, what do you love about being you? What do you love about, what do you love to do in life? What are the things you're, that are really important to you? And that like, you know, on that non-negotiable list, right? And what are the things that are incredible about yourself? And this is part of this point, this step number two is letting yourself break free from trying to be someone else, all right? Fly into that most authentic version of you, spread those wings, your career, your love life, your journey, your body, anything you're doing does not have to look like your siblings or your parents or your coworkers or your friends or your college roommates. Or it's like, no, 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 just you, 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 baby. This is all about you. This is your one precious life, right? Mary Oliver, this is your version of your story and you get to live it once and like, don't waste your time comparing your plot to someone else's. So that's step number two. Step number three, which is something fun that I had my cosmic bosses do, which was a six month mastermind I did for people who wanted to step into more heart-centered leadership. We had them define their truth with a soul mission statement. This might take a little bit of work. This is a little pen to paper, a little homework from your Virgo. And it's like, you know, I'm sure you know that you already have a certain thing you're here that you believe in that you want to do, but maybe you have, you know, something that got in the way, fear of judgment, things that, you know, people maybe made fun of you for certain things in the past, or you didn't feel safe being that side of yourself. And you might realize now, like, no, I actually am starting to realize that I'm here for something bigger and it's, and, and I need to kind of get in tune with that. And writing out like your soul mission statement, meditating, journaling on it, and maybe writing yourself like, why am I here? What do I believe in? Um, That's a prompt. And I want you to write out your soul mission statement from there, like three to five sentences of what you believe is your highest calling. What is your soul here to do? This is not like a normal mission statement. It's nothing to do with your work, your purpose in that way, as it relates to your career. This is like, what is your soul here to do in this lifetime? Looking at your North Node, hint, hint. Um, maybe a fun, you know, cheat code to get more clear on that. And putting words to this and writing it down, it's such an activation. I swear, just even doing that, there's a whole transmission, a whole transformation that is that goes on. When the Cosmic Bosses wrote this out, hearing people sold mission statements, first of all, was so beautiful. It was like poetry. It was a celebration. It was a reclamation. The things people wrote down, I was in awe and just leaving that somewhere you can see that every day, maybe on your wallpaper, on your background of your laptop, you know, putting it on a post-it. It, it's again, never underestimate the power pen to paper. All right. So tip number four, use your discernment, discernment to make decisions. This kind of ties back to avoiding toxic spirituality, really tuning into like making decisions that are in alignment with your values, your desires, and your intentions. And this is how you stay living in your truth. And while also taking into mind, like, am I harming anyone with this decision? Am I causing harm? You know, why am I making this decision, this action? Where is the energy in this coming from me? What is my 
motive. You know, what is motivating me to do this? And this could be anything like tuning into yourself before you do anything, saying yes to a party invitation, before you decide to move cross country, before you decide to go off, uh, you know, an Instagram, Twitter rant, like why, where is this coming from? What is my intention in doing this? What am I hoping to express? And am I doing this out of any part of me that feels like shadowy, that feels prideful, or that feels like the ego was wounded, or that I feel like I have to defend myself, or am I being triggered from an old emotional response and checking in, right? And then also same thing for like saying yes and no to things, checking in, like, am I saying yes to this because I'm feeling a full body resonant hell yes? Or am I saying, you know, yes to this out of a place of obligation, FOMO, fear, shame? So, you know, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hard no, is one of our big mantras here at the Cosmic Rx. So wait for that big, fiery, full body yes. And the last tool that I want to share is learning to just live loudly, live proudly to it, all right? Like, Sagittarius is a lot about the belief and the truth embodied in practice. Gemini is really about like the mind energy of that, the intellectual approach to that. Sagittarius is living faith from an experienced and embodied perspective. That's that, right? Like you don't want to deny your truth and you don't want to just talk about it. You want to be about it. You want to practice living in it, being full, being practicing what you preach. That's a big thing to also avoid toxic spirituality. Or maybe nowadays it's better to say, practice what you post. And owning that shoulders back, head tall, staying firm in in your center, putting a little swagger in your step, living authentically. All right. This is what you're here for. It's scary as fuck in the beginning. You know, you want to speak your truth, even when your voice shakes, especially when your voice shakes. I find that most people, when their voice is shaking, it's because their heart is about to share something that is so true, that is so important to them. It's so sacred. It's almost overpowering for the throat chakra. So we're speaking our voice, even when we're speaking our truth, even when our voice shakes, especially when it shakes. And we're going to practice living that, bring that out into the world, right? Practicing what we preach, practicing what we post and doing it. So this is it. You're ready. You know, your truth has been on earth now. And you're going to go live it like the cosmic baddie you are. And I just want you to think about like, uh, I'm going to end with a quote from Dr. Brene Brown because we love her. Okay. Um, We like here, around here, we quote her a lot. And she says, authenticity is the daily practice of letting go of who we think we're supposed to be and embracing who we are. Choosing authenticity means cultivating the courage to be imperfect. And I just think that's such a good thing to remember. We're not here to be perfect. We're here to be whole. We're here to live in our truth, right? Okay, hope this episode served you in some way. Tag us in your photos at the Cosmic Rx. Slide in my DMs at I am Maddie Murphy. Let me know what you thought of this episode. Let me know what you want to hear more of. This podcast is for you, truly. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And just sending you lots and lots of love and lots of blessings to live in your wild, expansive truth. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, 
and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic Rx, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.